Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode, I think I would rather keep it informal and just go over a uh, something that seems to be just bothering everybody. There's like this political divide. Now, in my view, political divides are there to, um, to kind of expose some truths in, in one regard and someone's uh, fulfilling that truth on one side. And then there's some truth in another regard being fulfilled somewhere else. But I think they're tactically being uh, put forth with blindfolds on. I mean, all of these things have a nuanced perspective involving them. There's always some thing that you can't dispense, you know, like, for instance, with abortion, that you can't always dispense with it and say, yeah, it's better if we do dispense with it entirely. Although there are some instances where I would agree that, well, yeah, in other ways, it should be dispensed with as much as you could. You know, and there's like this um, a capacity to have a rationale, to have something in society or have some act activity in the world go on. And I think a lot of political uh, problems arise from a will to power, if that makes sense, to, to overcome the um, just anything that, that's unwanted. There's many women that have unwanted births and you'd expect them to just carry out to term some something that they don't want you know, for instance, but then again, there's this aspect of well, if everyone just, you know, got rid of a birth process whenever they don't want a child, you know, based on their desire, I don't want a child, you know, it's like, is that a social problem? You know, is this an issue? And is it an issue on behalf of the life form within the womb? And, and you just ask all these questions like, you know, how, how much of a problem is this? Is this a fine line between some sort of amelioration of a problem, just get away get the problem out of me versus this is a form of life a human life in the making and we devalue it enough to end it while it's in the process and when we frame it in these different ways it, we, it just it, it appears differently the attitude towards the thing changes and um, it kind of opens a, a door for uh, different values and ethics to permeate throughout the society when we um, offer the suggestion of certain powers to be had versus uh, other ones not but that you know that's abortion but you know also just things like when you look at certain groups i mean we always hear about antifa and and what they're doing and how that's bad but also it kind of like if you're against the people that are against you know fascism and, and so forth it's a hairline away from nazism it's you know wouldn't what does that do to people who whose opposition to fascism and nazism you know, would be taken as, oh, if you're anti-fascist, then you're just like the Antifa people that run around and, and create violent conflict with everyone, you know, they see. And, and, and you know, there's these, there's these people that just hate Antifa. And as an organization, I guess, you know, it's like, well, they're not like me. I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. You know, I don't go around pointing fingers or you know, calling X, Y, and Z white racists or, or, or anything like this or make, you know, uh, or going, you know, rioting and going, you know, it, taking it into the streets or whatever. But then again, it's like if you build this common uh, ethos of let's hate the opposition to fascism, it's like, well, then are you busy hating fascism? Like, because if you're preoccupied with not liking someone who's against fascism, uh, way of doing things but you're not like hating the people that are fascists like then maybe you have a more of a hang-up like with something that's against the thing you're against 
then maybe you're not quite against the, the right things. Like, I mean, wouldn't you be more apt, let's just say a fascist person or someone who has Nazi values agrees with you and says, yeah, I just hate Antifa, you know, look at them, fuck them, you know, but you'd be agreeing with these people. So you'd have some common, you know, ground to be like, yeah, you know, we don't like these guys. Well, of course, their opposition wouldn't like them. And let's just say you don't identify as such, but you agree with someone about hating something that you're, you know. So the person that you don't identify with and value, you know, the Nazi or the fascist, you know, and you say you don't, but you both agree in the fact that you hate their opposition with them. So it doesn't really help uh, build, you know, the political ethic against the proper party or, or against a certain, you know, person. So it's, yeah, you know, so I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It, you know, it gets me thinking like, well, like if you're busy attacking someone who is against fascism or far-rightism then maybe you're you're along the way to being against people who are against fascism you know or it's just like if, if that's what you don't like then then that's that you know i don't know because it's typically if you're farther to the right you protect power like you protect order you know you have conservative values which like with any culture it's you're racially you know you're you're marrying other you know people within the tribe that look more and more like you you keep it within the culture and within the language and within your borders and and so forth you become ethnocentric you don't venture out you know you're culturally conservative and that's a hop skip and a jump away to having national purity and and these other forms of ethnocentrism you know uh, very strong borders, um, nationalistic, militaristic, and so forth. And and that doesn't mean that necessarily you have Nazi values or you are as bad as they were. And, uh, you know, in you being anti-communist, even though that's a part of the uh, Nazi regime's political values, there's a lot of that here. But just because you are, does that make you fascist or Nazi? Not necessarily. And over on the left, if you're, you know, creating these un, um, these immovable uh, virtues that you signal to, and you end up making everybody submit to them nationally or whatever, and and then that will, you know, and then you're socialist, like, um, and then that of course will will, you know, is a Nazi value valuation or whatever, and so whether you uphold, you know, certain kinds of political behaviors or certain ideas that are along the way to something that the Nazi party valued, then, but that doesn't make you such. So whether you're on the right or the left or, or in between, there's always going to be something that you're embodying that was a part of that party in history. That was their way of thinking. And we have a lot of that here. So, but I wouldn't classify people that do these kinds of things or have these kinds of values i wouldn't say that they're fascists or they're nazis or that they're bad in irrespect it's like you know and maybe they are but so basically it's as totalitarianism and nazism uh, being in nazism it's where you span a spectrum and you have um you know socialism a workers party anti-communism pro-corporatism, militarism, nationalism, uh, you know, racism, ethnic purity, you have, you know, virtual, virtue signaling, and you have, you know, socialized um, 
ways of, of seeing things and, and doing things. But, but we see this in America, and we see bits and pieces of this within people along the political spectrum, but yet we wouldn't classify them as, as being that, even though they're embodying some values that were a part of it or something. So it makes it even worse because then it's like you have two parties blaming each other for being one thing or the other, but really both of them are doing and have, and have a part in summing up a sort of totalitarian um, bad political ethic that literally spans the spectrum. It just seems to not be at play as a one-party system because it's being divided and split in two because there's a divide between them. It's bi like bicameral instead. So you have different ideas permeating across a boundary or across on the other side of things. And so each has their way of denying themselves as their part in the bad political behavior, even though they both exist and contribute to it, they don't see themselves in it, but they are in it. They are both in it. So if neither of them are in it, then they can't admit to it ever being there, but it is there. And some of us can see that. So of course that kind of thing would get off the ground and it'll become more and more integrated within the fabric of the overall society that it's just going to take hold and everyone's going to be subjected to it. And it'll exist anyway because it exists here and it exists there and both of it has a foothold in the political process and in the um, mentation and psyche of the culture. It's all there. It exists here on this side, and then it exists over here on this side, rather than it being a, coll a collection all into one party, you know, because it's, it's all there. And if it's all becoming a part of the political scheme, becoming more integrated within each party, or it's getting polarized and radicalized and is evolving as an entity or as a Republican or Democratic party, and you get more of these bad values, you're not eliminating half of them or eliminating half of them over here. And they don't see that they're creating an entire state involving both of them. So essentially, it's as if Nazism or fascism is the political framework of the United States. But you can't see that if you say, no, well, not me, not over here. I'm not a part of it. I don't have any bad values. I don't have any bad political behavior ideas. Even though you do and you can't admit it, you're a part of that. And then you blame the other side instead of seeing your own dirt. And then vice versa is the other way around. You don't see your own dirt, but the other side can and so forth. Or if, if you're objective, you could just see like, oh, wow, they're literally putting together a recipe for doom. And they're busy each thinking that the other side is the one to blame when they're both to blame. So what do you do about something like this? You know, if you, they just deny each part of themselves and actually look what's wrong, they can get rid of it. You can just get rid of it collectively, but you have to be hum uh, have enough humility to change your mind on what, what you're thinking, you know? And like if you hate other people because they're this, that, or the other thing, you forget the fact that, hey, maybe like uh, plucking the, the splinter out of someone's eye, you pluck the log out of yours, you know? Because once you step outside yourself and kind of view what you're doing, you could start seeing it in a different way, and you could willingly do that. And that's how we would save ourselves is just being more philosophical and stop thinking that we're always correct. It may be reading literature, reading the foundations of the political philosophies that formed in Germany or formed in Spain or in Italy, you know, during the time where fascism was in fashion or even Japan. Like, what are the elements of the political culture? Like, how can we identify them? How do they relate and discuss, does it relate here? And what are they? How do you relate them? 
and have an honest discussion about it and identify them clearly, like have a view on them and, and let go of the, like the, the, the knee-jerky kind of rhetoric that's designed to get you to just be up in arms about someone else. It's always someone else's fault. It's like, it's just so weird also that I can go from one idea to the next, disregard them, look back on them like, yeah, I embodied that. I don't like that. I have disdain for that now, but I still had it and I didn't then. Like, what am I going to shoot myself? Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is like a political schizophrenia. It's like, you are not better than other people because you disagree with them. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just weird. And it's this weird idea of self that people can't um, step outside of a framework of knowing their mind and be able to just go outside it and maybe examine it. Like, wouldn't a philosophical society be so much better than the really uptight, inflamed, uh, sophistry, demagoguery, and, and soundbite kind of examination of being, you know, and then we can't get over these deeply wedded ideas that we have. And it's usually based on like a, a discussion that isn't even, con that no one knows who's controlling this discussion. I mean, it's this, this sort of uh, value-based um, discussion that's, that's being framed and delivered and talked about in a certain way that is, that is at odds with any real critical uh, independent uh, approach. You know, and there's no multifacet to it. There's no self, real self-determination. People are just having these ideas and they're just being fed these things, you know, from media outlets. doesn't matter which one it is. If it's on TV or on a, uh, a typical network, a big network that you'll see on your TV guide being funneled into everyone's houses massively, mass information and control, there's only a few people, just few rich men that own the corporation that broadcasts these types of uh, shows or these types of programming. It doesn't have to be a political show. It doesn't have to be talk news, entertainment news, or, or, or anything of this nature. It doesn't have to be any of that. But it's all kind of owned under the umbrella of a few very wealthy people. And that should really say something. It's like, yeah, but, you know, and we're getting this information through these channels, like, and the information isn't, it isn't like you're opening up, you know, um, a few books and, and pouring through it yourself and collecting all this information and all this background into it or paying attention to someone for an, a lengthy amount of time for an hour or so, a lecture or something on uh, five different people with five different approaches to one subject and being thoroughly informed about what the world is saying so you could make up your mind and people haven't made up their own minds they have their minds made up for them already it, there just needs to be like someone like me that can come in and hopefully like if you haven't really thought of it this way that that you can just take a note at least on something and maybe roll it around and, and see how it feels but they're just yeah but I think I want to get maybe a little more into political theory and, and clarify some very interesting things and really lay out maybe some misconceptions and, and, and maybe getting a little bit more into the debates there. I think that could also help clear the air a little bit because I'm very used to just like talking about weird abstract things and, and, and this and that. But, but yeah, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip on this one and just wanted to at least get some stuff off my chest maybe because it just feels good. But hey, maybe this is good talk radio. But at any rate, um, I will see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed it. Take it easy.